Hello and welcome to the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry. And I'm Amelia Larry. And welcome to our Summer's End Blowout Clearance Special. We're going to talk about a lot of topics, a lot of stuff that's been on our minds this summer. Unfortunately, the summer is about to end and Amelia goes back to school on Monday. We're, re- <laughs> we're recording this Saturday. Uh, how do you feel about that? Not very good at all. All right, so... Uh, to celebrate this vibe, we're going to just talk about some stuff that's sort of uh, been on our minds this summer, stuff we've been getting into, different things. We've got a lot to cover. Are you ready to get into it? Yes. All right, let's get into it. First topic, instant reactions, some hot takes. Taylor Swift's, Taylor Swift's album, Lover, the album dropped on the 23rd of August, and we've probably listened to it, what, two or three times since then? Yeah, I've listened to it Three times, I'd say. All right. So this isn't going to be our in-depth analysis. I'm sure we'll talk about this in future podcasts, and I'm sure it'll show up on our Jam Jams 8, I would guess, very heavily. But let's talk about our hot takes, our instant reaction. Just give us right from the top of your head, what are you thinking about this album? Okay, so what I think about this album is she just came out of like a very dark album. Reputation. Reputation. And now she's like in this whole like lay and airy place. And the songs on her are great. Her leading tracks are great. The singles uh, that came out before the album were The Archer, Lover, You Need to Calm Down, and Me. And You Need to Calm Down, you can find on Jam Jam 7. Yes. All right, so you're basically, you're, you're mostly positive on it, right? On the first couple listens, right? Yeah. And you were pretty excited for it to come out. I was. I remember we were maybe going to have guests the day it was going to come out, or the day you thought it was going to come out. You yeah. Know, um, I can't be dealing with anybody during that time, because I'm going to need to be listening to Taylor Swift's album. Yeah, I was like, no one can talk to me. No one can talk to me. I'm like, I'm sure that we'll get it all handled. <laughs> um, my quick take is, I do like it. I like it be- definitely better than Reputation. It's got more of a breezy vibe. Came out at the end of summer, so it's got a little bit of that breezy late summer haze to it. Also, to me, it feels like it feels very '80s. It has a very '80s pop sound. One song. What's the song that we think sounds a lot like the Go Go's? Uh, it's called Paper Rings. Paper Rings. Yeah, it's got a, a, a real Go Go's vibe. Another track I think's got a bit of a Cindy Lauper vibe. Uh, so it really has those kind of, of elements. What's some other things that you're thinking about it? Um, I think she's really happy about this album because this is the first album that she can actually own. And starting November 2020, you will know this if you watch Good Morning America on her performance in Central Park, she will be able to re-record all of her previous albums and she's really excited to do that. And I'm also excited because... November is when my birthday is, and if it comes around my birthday, that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, if you've any of you've been following the story about basically somebody else owns all of her music, and that's been a big controversy and a big battle between her, her and her people and the people who own her songs. So I guess she's going to re-record all of her albums so that she owns them in November 2020. Yep. All right, uh, that's that's interesting. A little bit of tidbit. I do agree. This is much more of a positive, much more of a happy album. It's got more of those kind of vibes. It actually is kind of political. Definitely, a, a, you know, she's gotten more political lately. And there's a song that's kind of got uh, what's that? I'm the man. I'd be the man. It's a very yeah. feminist song. And like, it's like if I was a man, you wouldn't like judge me how you do, like because I'm a woman. And then she says, "You need to calm down," obviously, which is 
LGBTQ rights. I thought I picked up one other comment, but I, I'm not sure, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it. But there's definitely some the same kind of political undertones that have been sort of happening to her as she speaks out about things. There's definitely that element on the record. Now, one thing you notice, Amelia, is that you know she used to sort of be at war with Spotify, but now her music's on Spotify. And not only that, the new album, which you can stream on Spotify, and we'll put the links in the show notes if you want to go to it. But especially this one that you're about to talk about. What is this? So it's basically um, something that Spotify has created with Taylor. And so basically the days leading up to the album, when the album came out, she would like release like 15 seconds of just like a line that she would say from one of the songs. And this is called Love Taylor, Lover Enchanted Album. Enhanced. Enhanced Enhanced. Album. And it has videos and it has like... They just basically gave her, like, a premium, and basically what she fought for, I don't know what year, but I think it's around, like, 2015? No, no, it was only, no. like, 2018. 2018? Anyway, she fought for artists getting paid for their, like, their songs and their... Being paid more. Being paid more, yeah. But it's not, they don't get paid a lot, but at least she increased it. Yeah, she definitely, in her contract with Spotify, made it so that other artists would do better. Yeah, this enhanced album, it's got like a lot of, you know how on Spotify now when you listen to something, it has all those weird like video images in the back, especially on mobile. So every song has that, plus there's three videos. Just it's like back if you, you oldsters like me remember the... CD and enhanced. They used to they used to put a lot of these kind of extras on DVDs and on CDs. So it's kind of like the Spotify version of that. All right, we're gonna move on here quickly because we're probably gonna talk about this album a few more times on the podcast. But any last burning things you want to say about this album? One, I want to say go listen to it because it's an amazing album, and she's an amazing person. And also, it's just really groovy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, and uh, I like it too, you know. I I have to sort of put up with Taylor Swift sometimes, but actually I kind of like a good amount of it. I think I'm not going to mind listening to this one, especially in the car. Uh, Another musical experience that we had recently is uh, we we spend some of our time in the Catskill Mountains, the Western Catskills, and it's not that far from the town of Bethel, which is where Woodstock, the original Woodstock happened 50 years ago. And that happened in 1969. So 2019 is the 50th anniversary of this kind of historic musical event, historic cultural event, historic kind of American history of the 20th century event. So we were very excited for that. And we sort of had a fun weekend, I think, for for Woodstock 50, including going to see John Fogarty at Bethel Woods Performing Arts Center, which is basically on the grounds of, of Woodstock. So we basically got to see somebody who performed at Woodstock do a concert today on the 50th anniversary. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And he was actually really fun to see live. And you could see like people in the audience. People had hippie cars. People had dressed up as hippies. Some people were actually at the, the Woodstock. Some people said they were born there. Might not have happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a lot of like talk about this Woodstock 50th. And then John Fogarty was like, I'm going to do it at the actual Woodstock site. And obviously they don't um, they don't play on where the stage was because that would just be ruining the memorial. But they, It's not that far from it, though. Yeah, it's like only like, I don't know, 
It's like probably two football fields away. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the let's talk about the day before we talk about the concert of just like Woodstock fifty years ago. It was raining, so we pull up. We'll put links to it. You can see stuff on our Instagram, and maybe we'll put some pictures up on the show notes. Instagram the Larry's Pop Pod or Instagram Chris Larry three three. But anyway, we we pull up. It had been a nice day. We had just been in the lake. We had spent a lazy after, summer afternoon. We're all good. We're getting there. We're ready to have a fun night. It's just Amelia and I, and we drive, we're driving into these storm clouds. And, of course, as soon as we got to the parking lot, not just rain, thunder, wind, lightning. What were you, what were you thinking? I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And once it just started, like, kind of, like, drizzling, we started playing Frisbee. And every time I would, like, stop and, like... I just have the frisbee in my hand, but I was just like watching like a thunderstorm and lightning behind him. It was crazy. So we sat in the car and finally we were like, all right, we got whatever rain or no rain. We're going to go into the, go into the arena and we got, you know, there's some little shops and we got food truck dinner and it was wet, but then we had the most amazing moment. We're waiting in line for ponchos, which we never got. (laughs) Um, And the sun came out just for a little while because it really wasn't done raining, but the sun came out. And this giant rainbow from like arc, you could see from arc to arc clearly came over all of the Woodstock rounds. I mean, talk about a hippie moment. It was crazy. And people like, we were the first ones who saw it. I mean, maybe not the only. In our section. Yeah, we were pointing it out to people. Yeah. And then they were like, oh my God, there's a rainbow. And someone said it was a double rainbow. I don't know why he said that, but it was super cool. You could almost like see where it would fade out, um, like the ends of the rainbow, and it was really cool. Yeah, and it didn't last that long. So it was just like kind of magical moment at the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. But finally, we made our way in. We sat through the opening band, blah, blah, blah. We're sitting in the drizzle. We're both feeling kind of miserable. We're like, okay, we're sitting in the lawn. We're getting rained on. We don't have, we're wet. We're cold. But then. The clouds cleared, it stopped raining, and Fogarty came on, and he rocked our world. He put on an amazing show. He, his son was on lead guitar. Another one of his son, sons came out and sang Good Golly, Miss Molly. Of course, he's just playing Creedence Clearwater Revival hits and his solo hits, boom, boom, boom. You know every song. He's got tons of energy. They had good video packages behind the performance. It was smoking. What was your what what did it immediately warm you up? It did because um before Fogarty went on, we were just sitting in our chairs using our blanket um that was getting rained on and we'd be like, Okay, this is their last song. Like for, for the opening band, yeah. For the opening band. And and then they'd play like another five songs. We're like, This is their last song. And then when it wasn't and then John Fogarty came out, it just was like boom and he did an amazing job, and he wasn't boring like the opening band. He just did really well, I think. What were some of your song highlights? Um, I really liked when he did Bad Moon Rising. I also really liked Fortunate Son and Proud Mary. They were really good songs. Then his son on guitar did the um, Jimi Hendrix's, like... Uh, Star-Spangled Banner. Star, spar, little Star. Star-Spangled Banner. <laughs> And then he, like, burned his guitar, and it was super cool. And then they played Give Peace a Chance, and everybody turned their phone flashlights on, and it was so cool. It just looked like a night sky and with a bunch of stars since we didn't have any up in the sky. Well, that remember, at that point, we did, because the, it really, from the time Fogarty went on stage, it did not rain at all. 
He told great stories about the Woodstock Festival, about his experience being there. And Amelia mentioned his son on guitar did the Star Spangled Banner. The They did a whole like kind of Woodstock set. They did Everyday People. They did With a Little Help of My Friends. They did So he did a whole Woodstock kind of tribute set right in the middle and then came back and then it was just banger after banger of Credence and solo songs. He even played like this awesome guitar made out of a baseball bat for center field. It just ended up being... A great night. You know, it was really cool to be at this historical place 50 years later. You know, we're such both such mu- huge music heads of all different genres, of all different generations. And it was it was cool to be there and, and celebrate the moment. Yeah, and right before John Fogarty went on, I went and got myself an Oreo cupcake, which I've never heard of. And I just sat there and ate my cupcake and watched Fogarty play. So that was a that was a good night celebrating Woodstock 50 with one John Fogarty. We got some good tchotchkes out of it, too. I got a good t-shirt, etc., etc. So a great summer night celebrating both his music and the music of Woodstock in general. All right, we'll be, we got more topics. We'll be right back after this. Brooklyn bandanas, Brooklyn bandanas, get out and get one today. Brooklyn bandanas, Brooklyn bandanas, no time to waste the rain. You can wipe your tears if you're feeling blue. Avoid a redneck and attract one too. You can hail a cab, wave it in the air, put it in your back pocket, shake it ear to ear. You can wrap it, wear it, dab it, tie it, hold it, knot it, wave it by it. All right, so we're both here to talk about, we've each picked a TV show of the summer for us. We didn't watch a ton of TV, honestly. We finished watching The 100, which we may have to talk about. We might need a special mini-pop on The 100. Oh, I don't even think we can fit it into a mini-pop. Right, so that might be, maybe maybe a little bit before when we know more details about their final season, season seven. Yeah. Yeah, so we finished The 100... You know, we watched some other stuff. Queer Eye was good. Yep. You know, we watched a decent amount of TV. But we're each going to pick one show for us, personally, that was the show of the summer. So, Amelia, what was your summer 2019 show of the summer? Mine is called No Good Nick. And it on is... On what network? On uh, Netflix. And I really, really liked the show because... It has so many layers. It just seems like a teen sitcom. Then you go into like really good um, talking about pretty deep stuff. But basically this was the second season that they've had. And basically the outline of it is she, her dad is in jail. And is that Nick? Yeah. Nick's dad is in jail and she got foster parents that they like pretended to be childcare. And then they would ship their kids off to different homes to collect, like, riches for them. So basically, no So good. her foster parents were basically making her do criminal activities? Yes. So basically, she goes into this house. They're called the Thompsons. Then, like, she gets to know her the best. The dad is played by the legendary Sean Astin. Yes, and then she gets to know the family, and she really likes this the her uh, half, her, I guess, stepsister, and she really likes her step-parents, and it's just a really good show, and I was really sad that I, when I found this out, because if season two doesn't bring more people to watch No Good Nick, then it won't be renewing it for a season three, and I was really sad. So if you haven't watched it, and this sounds like a good thing to you, 
please watch it. It is amazing. I haven't. I've watched a few of them with you. Um, it does look good. The one thing that I want to mention was I already talked about Sean Astin, who is one of you know the legends. Has had kind of he had a, his Twitter moment this summer where he actually kind of blew up on Twitter when he was hugging an otter. Maybe we'll put that image in our show notes. But you know he was Samwise Gamgee. He was Bob the Brain. He was in Goonies. He was Rudy. He, it, you know, Whitewater Summer, Sean Astin is the best. So I love that he's on it. But, and also, so his wife, that sort of foster mom, is Melissa Joan Hart, who when I was a kid was like a legend, was the legend of her own teen comedies, like Clarissa Knows All. And then from that, she was uh, the reboot, the second reboot of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is now also a new one on Netflix, but they're not, they're very different type of shows. So... If you are a fan of these two kind of legendary Gen X actors, it's fun to see them as the parents. Uh, yeah, they are really funny. And the kids are also great actors. Not as established, um, obviously. And No Good Nick is really good. And her dad that is in jail plays a good, really good role. And she has to like work with all of these gangs and criminals to get her dad out of jail, which I won't tell you anymore. All right, so if you care about No Good Nick, and I've seen, you know, I've actually seen some good critical reviews of it. You gotta, you gotta show your love because apparently it could be not seeing in the next season. We, we've been through this already with uh, One Day at a Time. It's not fun to see your yes. show that you love canceled. Uh, but of course, that one was saved, so we're looking forward to a new season of that, but just not on Netflix. Boo, Netflix, boo. <laughs> All right, my show of the summer actually is only two or three episodes into its new season, but how can I not say? That Lodge 49 on the AMC Network, season two, started. I, there's a lot of good shows on it right now. I love Secession. I love Hard Knocks on HBO. I, lo- I watched the first ep- episode of The Fabulous Gemstones on HBO. But Lodge 49, I love the show. It's easily my favorite thing on TV. It was my number one TV show of 2018 at season one. And if I do a little promo here, listen to Pod 49, which is a brand new podcast brought to you by one Chris Larry with my friends Bart and Jim. We recap the episodes every week. We talk about the themes. We talk about how much we love it. So how can I not go with Lodge 49 as my show of the summer? And even Amelia here has been watching it with me. I have. It is kind of confusing, but it is also kind of like weird, like a... Usually you hear of sci-fi movies, but this is really like a sci-fi TV show. Whenever I see him watching it, he's like, I'm watching The Lodge. That's what I say? Sometimes. Uh, I'm watching Lodge right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's a lot of pop culture and media, but one thing that we like to do, obviously, and we've talked about on the show before, is go on fun trips. And we don't talk about all of them, but we did just do... Every year we try to do at least one night of camping, often in a New York State park because New York State's amazing. So we just finally got snuck in one night of camping at Mongap. How do you say it? Mongap. Mongap Pond. It's in Livingston Manor in the Western Catskills. It is not a pond. It is not a pond, let me tell you that. Yeah, it definitely looks more like a lake, but, you know... Who, who knows? We had a great time. So what, what do you want to talk about camping? You want to talk about some of our tips from camping or just what we love about camping? Uh, let's hear our tips. If you are a noob and you want to go camping, listen to this. If you're a pro, still listen to this. We basically do car camping, let's be honest. It's not like the heavy, intense camping. 
But one thing that we did, and we, it rained before we got there, is double tarp the ground. That's my tip number one. Let's do three tips each. Okay. So my tip number three, because it's kind of up to the most important tip, is double tarp the ground. It was wet when we got there. It didn't rain too much after that, but we never experienced any moisture coming into our tent. So that's my tip number three. My tip number three. Tip. Tip <laughs> number three Two, yeah, sorry, three. <laughs> My bad. Um, is bring instant mac and cheese. It is really good while you're camping. You just throw the milk, cheese, and uh, noodles, noodles <laughs> in the kettle, and you make it, and it is really good when you eat it. It does not taste like home mac and cheese. Well, Amelia does not like homemade mac and cheese. Well, okay. So she likes... We're not going down that road today. <laughs> but it is a great... I agree with this tip. This is the kind that's supposed to be for the microwave so that the noodles heat much faster in hot water. So you just boil the water. You boil it over. You can make a nice bowl of mac and cheese in five minutes or less, really. Yeah. All right. So tip number three for Amelia. My tip number two which I actually did not do this time, but I'm still I'm still going with a tip. Bring a portable charcoal grill. That way, because you have your main fire pit, and you can do a lot of cooking on there, and we love cooking on the open fire, but if you have the little charcoal grill, one, you can keep stuff warm, and you can do more even cooking, and it also means you don't always have to be either deciding whether you're enjoying the heat from the fire or cooking on the fire, because this way, you can always have a little side charcoal grill going. I like the little little buddy Webers. I love them. They're my cute little buddies. And also some campsites come with like a not really good like Yeah, they're more like they're, they're not more like, like centralized campfire. They're more like cooking stoves. Yeah, so this is good for the cooking and then you can use the cooking campfire to heat yourself up. That's right. All right, what is your number 2 noob Larry's Pop Pod? Camping tip. My number two is something kind of laughable, but something we had to do a lot this trip, ironically. Um, we had to go up to the front booth, I guess, five times. Um, first four times, um, we went up to ask for a different campsite because basically our campsite... The was, original one. Yeah, was just a mud pile. So first we went up and asked, do you have these specific campsites? And he's like, no. Then we ask, do you have any campsites in the water? He's like, no. And then he's like getting tired of us already. And then we go up and we're like, we're back. Hi, do you have any campsites on the water in any of the loops? And he's like, I mean, the Wi-Fi's out. I can't check for you. So we're like, great. So then we go back for the fourth time. We're like, do you have any other campsite with just cement, you know, so we don't get drenched? And he's like, yeah, 88. And so we take, we're like, oh my God, we go to 88 and it's amazing campsite. The it was better, better. It was yeah. better. Okay. It was better. But you could easily walk to the bathroom, but you didn't really get noticed by the people in the bathroom. Basically, my tip is be nice to the guy at the front booth. Because he got really short with us. Yeah, but then he did tell us about a good hike to a waterfall. We won him over. Yeah, we did. And then he was like, but he was like, you take this. No, 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 you don't, you don't take that. You don't take that. We were like, what? He was still crabby, but he started to like us better. Yeah, so <laughs> be nice as you're annoying to the front booth guy. All right, my number one tip, which I'm learning the hard way, 
is know your campsite, which one you're going to. Because I picked a random one, which got it was not good. And we went and looked at all the ones at this place. There were some amazing campsites that were right on the lake. They were really felt like they were in the woods. So, if, but if you're just like randomly picking a loop, you know, picking like a number on the, the map, how do you even know? It's very difficult to tell. So do some research. Or if you're going back to the same places, go. What we did was we wrote down the ones that we liked. That really can make a big difference. And I'm going to sneak one in here because it kind of goes with this. Also, what I noticed is that if you're a tent camper, if you go to places that don't have hookups, you don't have nearly as many giant RVs. And I think sometimes when it's all RVs, it can feel a little bit different. I think when it's like mostly tents, it feels a little bit more like camping. That's just me. But if they have hookups, and it is nice to have electricity for your plug in your stuff, but if they don't have hookups, you're going to be dealing with much less RVs. So there's my number one tip. Know your campsite. My number one tip is back to the food. And this is mostly for kids, but if you're an adult that doesn't drink coffee and still likes warm drinks, this is for you too. So in the mornings, when you're cold, you need something in your body, you can make hot chocolate. Even if it's in the summer, this is actually a really good tip because you're freezing in the mornings. You just boil the milk and put the cocoa in there and drink it in your little coffee cup and it tastes really good. You just sip it and look out at whatever your view is and it is really nice. All right, so there's some of our noob car camping tips. We had a great time. If you want to reach out to us, uh, our email contact or through Instagram or all the ways to contact us is in the show notes. If you want to know what we think are the best slots at Mongap, how do you say this again? Mongap. Mongap Pond. We will hook you up and tell you the choice camping locales. All right, we're going to take one more break and come back and talk about our last bit of this summer, end of summer bonanza episode. Hi, this is Levi, the host of Thrift Therapy, where we talk about all things related to thrift life, collecting vinyl, buying crap you don't need from thrift stores, rummaging through people's rejects at their yard sales, and even it hitting up the flea market. If that sounds like your kind of thing and you want some cheap laughs, check me out. You can download my episodes at thrifttherapypod.com. All right, we're back. Wrapping up kind of our end of summer blowout special this news caught us by surprise. It caused the internet by surprise. It's causing a lot of controversy out there Ooh. in the world. Uh, we had an episode where we reviewed the newest Spider-Man Homecoming movie. You can check that out. It was, I think, two episodes ago or one episode ago. I can't remember. Two. Two episodes ago. We just found out that Sony Pictures and Disney, which owns Marvel Cinematic Universe, cannot come up with a deal, and so Spider-Man, played by Tom Holland, will be exiting the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, I just need to say something about this here. This is so annoying, because now we're going to lose the whole storyline that he's going to become Iron Man. We didn't even know if he was going to become Iron Man. Like, we need to see him be the leader of the Avengers, and, okay... Just because you want money doesn't mean you have to take this amazing character away from us. All right, so obviously Amelia has some feels about this. <sighs> I am I am actually pretty unhappy about this. It's going to be an unpopular opinion, but neither Amelia and I are big fans of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 
don't at me. But so, and that I think emboldened Sony and Marvel, I have to say, or sorry, Disney was asking for a ridiculous amount of money from Sony, whatever. I don't want to know about the business dealings. It's annoying. I want Spider-Man in the MCU. It's going to make no sense. He's been an integral part of Endgame, an integral part of Homecoming, the setup in the first Spider-Man movie that he, uh, what, uh, no, it's Spider-Man Far From Home, right? That's the new one. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming was the original one. Uh-huh. So all of these have been deeply entwined with the cinematic universe. And it's going to make no sense just just to cut him out. I'm really I'm really upset. Now, at least Tom Holland is still going to play Peter Parker because we're big fans. But it's just not going to feel the same. And also, like, so are we just going to forget that, like, Tony Stark had, like, basically a son? Like, are we just going to forget that? And no happy? We're not yeah. going to get happy in the movie? No happy. Like, this... Like, we can't just forget that. Like, we're just going to forget about it. Like, like, no. Like, I don't even really think it's Marvel's fault. Well, it's Disney who owns Marvel. They wanted a lot of money from Sony to in the partnership. Right. So, Like, Sony, get it together. Also. And they've made... And Sony, I mean, I know most people think Into the Spider-Verse is good, and I'll, I'll respect that, and it's good. But the Sony movies that they made, the last couple Spider-Mans before that, before... They made a deal with the MCU to bring them over. We're horrible people. They were, they were horrible. But the Sam Raimi, this first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire is good. After that, I don't think I like one single Sony Spider-Man movie until Spider-Verse. And even that, I just didn't, wasn't enchanted as other people were. And also, like, are we going to forget about MJ too? Well, no, because the... All the director and the actors are going to still be making him. It just won't have any connection to the rest of Marvel. That's so weird. And even though Marvel created the character. Well, but it's all who owns what rights. I mean, it gets, it's like, the thing that's a bummer about this is like, we have to start reading the business pages to understand this. And I understand it's capitalism. I understand it's big business. I understand these movies make an insane gazillion amount of money. But there's also be some responsibility to keep these things together. As an old school comic book fan, I, I hate how all of these legal rights and ownership separate these characters out from what's great about the MCU is they interact because that's what they interacted with in the comic books. They were always jumping into each other's stories. They were always creating these big arcs like Secret Wars and other things that got all these superheroes together. So this idea that they wouldn't be connected is dumb. Maybe you can make like a storyline that he disappeared in space, but he's not, they're not even allowed to like use the character to even say that. Yeah, it's so, it's it's maddening. It's maddening. Uh, Black Panther did get a new release date. I think it's coming out in 2022. Yeah, I did see that. All right, so there's a little bit of uh, our angst and agita and frustration about Sony and Disney not being able to figure out how to do this right. So we just wanted to rant about that. Any closing rants on it? Sony, you've made a bad decision. That's it. I really feel like we're going to need to hear. You know who I think we need to hear from? Maybe as a special thing. Who? In a future episode, Amelia DeCourcy. Yes. She's going to be very upset about that. She's been kind of our Marvel coverage. She, uh, she's she been on the show a few times. She's not going to be pleased because she loves Tom Holland. She loves Spider-Man in the MCU. This is going to crush her. Yeah, I, I don't even know if she knows yet. <laughs> oh, she knows. She knows. Believe me. We'll, we'll find out. She knows. Yeah. We'll see if she wants to. If she wants to record a rant, we will play it. Yes. All right, that brings us to the end of this summer bonanza blowout. Going, not going out of business, we're not going out of business, but summer clearance sale of all the things that got us interested in, excited about, and what we're 
experiencing in pop culture at the end of the summer. We'll be back in probably a couple weeks, have a couple new episodes. We've got a bunch of stuff we're planning this fall. You know, heading into our third year, if you can believe that. Wow. Third year of TLPP. You can follow us on Instagram at the Larry's Pop Pod, on Facebook at the Larry's Pop Pod. You can find me on Twitter at ChrisLarry33. You can email me, that's in the show notes. And you can find me on TikTok at AmeliaLarry116. Well, they can't because you have a private account. Oh. But you wish you could. But maybe contact us if you want to connect. And if, you, if you're appropriate, we will maybe let her connect with you. That's generally it. You can get, please, you know what? If you could rate and review us, that's help. And whatever, we are on all of the podcast apps. If you could do that, that would be fabulous. And if you send in a uh, review of your own about anything, you get two free movie tickets. Right. We haven't had anybody pick that up in a while. Yep. We'd love to have a special guest. Two free movie. You could be the first. That's right. First in a while. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maybe the first of 2019. Yeah. All right. With that, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.